And welcome to the very first episode of In All Sincerity. I am your host, Dalen Turk. You might know me from other shows like Social Discord, 900 Things I Hate. If you go way back, even explaining things. But this is a new show that I'm starting. Um, it's going to be just me and the guests that I bring on each week. And it's basically about having kind of in-depth conversations with people, trying to connect with people. And in today's society, we're just so separated from people that I want to create a space for me and for you, the listener, to try and connect with people that you might know, you might not know, but it's just a way to bring some people together and learn more about the people in this world. And so I'm going to start today's episode with somebody who has become one of my dearest best friends over the past year and a half now. Um, he is a self-proclaimed concert junkie. Can you hear him taking a sip of his beverage right there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, today we are joined by Mr. Bo Willis. Howdy, howdy. How's it going? Oh, it's going, man. I heard you were uh, picking up some oysters today. <laughs> yeah, the pandemic's kind of got me in a weird place uh, with no live music. I've found a new job here in Austin, Texas, shucking oysters. I never thought I'd be doing that, but uh, it's a fun job, fun gig. You are the, the master shucker. The master shucker. <laughs> and so, as I've said, uh, Bo considers himself a little bit of a concert junkie. And he ha- he is someone who knows more about music. And you don't play any instruments, right? Uh, I don't. You know, I took a couple lessons when I was younger, guitar and that kind of stuff. But uh, never really picked up playing live. I Just mostly live music going to i remember when i was a kid i bought a i bought an acoustic guitar from walmart for like 25 dollars. oh yeah and i was like yeah i'm gonna jam on this all right i'm gonna i'm gonna learn some chords tried it no lessons no actually thing i just think i just locked myself in our bedroom for like two times and then i was like yeah i'm done with this yeah it's a, it's a hard thing to pick up you really have to definitely put some effort into it and uh yeah, another thing I just could never get into. <laughs> but one thing you definitely get into is live concerts. You have such a huge passion for everything about live shows. You love setting them up. You run running things backstage. You love going to them. What What is it, starting from a young age, that really got you into having such a big passion for live concerts? You know, it really started off, um, my parents... Uh, my dad, I, I can have fond memories of driving around and listening to like classic rock radio. And my dad would constantly like quiz me on like, who is this? Like, what band is this? And like, it was just like a constant thing where if I got so many right, like 10 right in a row, he'd keep track. And then I go to budget CDs and I get to pick out my CD. So I'd be like, just waiting. I'd be like, just quiz me on this one if I'm going to get it right because I want to like know. And then eventually I was just a master and he wouldn't quiz me anymore so <laughs> he's just like well you can't afford all these cds you have, sur- <laughs> you have surpassed my bank surpassed account. it yes <laughs> were there any specific artists that really draw a strong memory for you um you know acdc was a big one um a lot of like tom petty a lot um 
oddly enough, my mom had like a whole different taste of music, which she's got me into like a lot of James Taylor and like Jim Croce. <laughs> which is my favorite thing that you just like jam to James. Oh yeah. So if I'm much. driving around by myself, I'm listening to some like Sweet Baby James and oh yeah. Sweet Baby James. <laughs> That's another thing about you is you have such a diverse discography of artists that you listen to. Like Bo and I worked together for a company called Tailgate Guys. And we ran the tailgates for UT football and then other just like random events throughout the year. And a lot of our time was spent in the warehouse cleaning equipment, jamming. doing inventory, and jamming. Jamming. And my my music library is a little limited. <laughs> so oftentimes, the aux cord we passed to Bo. A lot of shine down. And a lot of shine down. What can I say? <laughs> shine down on me. Uh, but, but you... You listen to everything. Yeah, my genres go everywhere. I mean, one day I'll be listening to bluegrass. The next day I'm listening to like screamo to like even like some EDM to hardcore hip hop and that kind of stuff too. So so you, you touched on a little bit that your mom has quite a different music taste than your dad yeah what what memories does that bring up for you um well she was like she was a big beatles fan mm. and that kind of stuff like really softer that kind of stuff and then my dad was like hardcore like rock like everything like that so <laughs> but then I, I did some exploring myself too with like hip-hop and getting like older and making new friends and like starting to listen to what they listen to too so when do you think you started to really branch away from your parents music and kind of started figure out your own sound you know i my funniest story is i remember in the third grade i uh asked my grandparents for christmas the get rich or die trying album from by 50 cent <laughs> And growing up in Montana, that just had to be such a wild card from them, like going and having to purchase this <laughs> CD. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh my God, what is he? But uh, bit, like a big influence on me was like when I was a kid, waking up in the mornings, like I wasn't watching cartoons, I was watching like MTV music really? videos. Oh, yeah. And like one of my good friends, Blake, I can still have like fond memories of being in first grade and we'd watch mtv in the morning and then we come together and be like dude do you see that new music video by outcast or you know something like that so i just always had a fond drive for like finding new music and really exploring and my for, options for all you uh gen z folk out there mtv music television was back in the day it, it literally it was just music it oh was yeah just music video so now we have all these kind of stereotypical like dramatic reality shows and whatnot on mtv but the foundation of mtv was music and most specifically in hip-hop as well oh yeah and that opened up hip-hop and a whole world of music to a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't have listened to it there were so many other like great shows like headbangers ball that was like on there too oh yeah see i was never because i mean like me and my brothers, you know, we'd wake up in the morning, get ready for school, and it was always like Fresh Prince of Bel Air or mm-hmm. you know whatever it may be. So we, I, I was never really a big MTV person. Oh, I live and died by MTV back then. <laughs> <laughs> now that's awesome, man. So, do you remember when your first live show was? My first live show, I was actually on spring break in third grade in Las Vegas with my parents. Wait, 
You went to Las Vegas for spring break in third grade? Yeah, we. I mean, Las Vegas, for someone in, like, Montana, it was just kind of a cheap, warm place to leave in the spring. Interesting, yeah. But, yeah, we went to Vegas quite a bit. And uh, my first live show ever was Elton John, Red Piano at Caesars Palace. Whoa. And I was probably, like, the youngest kid in there. But, like, I can still remember just, like, his set was just so crazy. He had, like, inflatable stuff and just insane just live performance and did you know who elton john was at the time yeah definitely like my parents another one my mom was like really big into too so like we were always like listening to greatest hits of elton john so impressive to me i get i can't i don't even know if i like knew what music was in third grade (laughs) yeah (laughs) like kind of went full circle too because eventually i got us uh work an elton john concert in missoula too that's awesome what was that experience like oh man it's just so crazy like loading his like piano out and like being like touching that box i'm just like oh my god so for full circle greatness in here yeah (laughs) and so that kind of touches on another thing about your music passions you've worked stage a lot yeah uh, fortunately at the university of montana they had the entertainment management program mm-hmm. and uh i once i found out about that i was full just going for it um i started off working as a stagehand there and just worked hard and eventually was like assistant stage manager for them and did a mm-hmm. whole year I can I can fondly remember because I I lived in the university area and went to the UC center as a kid a ton and I'd walk by their office all the time and it always amazed me all the concert posters on the oh, wall right. in this like office and I always walk by there and just stare and see all the different concert posters and then come around to college I actually got a place in the office and I got to work in there so it was That's like awesome. a it was a big I was like oh my god this is crazy <laughs> so that that was that kind of your first time seeing more behind the scenes stuff yeah definitely I mean I w- I've been going to shows uh ever since like middle school um at the Wilma small little theater there in Missoula which Missoula is like such a weird place because like we get surprisingly a lot of live music coming through there yeah uh, and for being Montana, you know, I mean, it's kind of a just like a, a a place where if you're traveling to like Seattle on that, it's like an easy stop for like mm-hmm. tours to come through. So we were very fortunate in seeing some sick bands coming in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even the Wilma for a long time, it's been one of the top small venues in the country. Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, with some of the new ownership, it's been a little more complicated, as I've heard in yeah. recent years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it got a full facelift a couple, I mean, quite a, uh, quite a few years now. But I think back in like 2010... Or 2011, they did the whole remodel there. But, like, man, I, I had so many memories in that place of just, like, the grungy smell of just, like, sweat and just packing that place <laughs> out. I've, I've just so many good memories there. I remember the, fir- the first handful of concerts I went to were at the Wilma. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the first ones was actually a, a Chevelle concert. Oh, I think I was probably uh, there, man. Probably. <laughs> but I remember it was crazy because it was uh, my friend Stacy Hummer and I, she had won tickets on the radio. Oh, nice. So we got to meet them backstage. And of course, I'm like, yeah, I have no idea who these people are. I'm just <laughs> like, cool, I know Chevelle. And... I was not prepared for that concert because we were in the front and I was kind of on the edge of the mosh pit, which a mosh pit for Chevelle is 
not much of a mosh pit, but it, it turned out to be a lot more because all of a sudden we hear people like kind of yelling and oh, they get someone rowdy, like man. dragging this girl and the girl had been stabbed. Oh my goodness. In the abdomen oh, at man. a Chevelle concert. <laughs> and I'm Good like, Montana, my little right? eighth grade self, I was just like, what's happening? Like, I was not prepared. I, I have this memory. Um, I think I was in seventh grade and we went to an As I Lay Dying concert at the oh Wilma. Oh my God. And we were just little seventh graders up on the balcony and we're just watching down. I can still remember just holding onto the bar, just looking down at the mosh pit and just being like, oh my gosh, that's just madness. And then eventually all my friends were sitting up there like, should we go down? Should we go down and get into it? And we were just like still kind of nervous. And then the next show we're like we're going we're going into the pit and we're gonna mosh and do it all and I, man so what was that experience like your first time in the mosh pit oh man it's so great there's just so much energy and just i love being pushed around and <laughs> picking people up and i mean there's a lot of like courtesy with a mosh pit too like if you see someone fall down you first thing you want to do is help them up and mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of love i mean it looks painful and rough in there but like it's fun i mean you, you see the videos all the time of um you know artists performing bands performing on stage and they see someone fight and they just cut it and they're like no fighting like i think one of the more famous ones is Dave Grohl. Oh, yeah. And he just cut the whole show in the middle of a song. He's like, <laughs> you don't come to my show and fight. You come to dance. And then yeah. everyone's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I personally have never been a huge mosh pit person. I'm more of a, let's just chill out and like, listen to the music. I'll lightly bob my head. Oh, yeah. You know, it'll be like some like some heavy song. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is nice, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, man, what another thing aside from just regular concert you really enjoy music festivals i do i've been to quite a few i i've never been to one um not really my scene but the stories you've told me are absurd what was what was one of the first ones that you went to so i mean first ones i really went to it wasn't like a three-day thing it's at the gorge amphitheater it was called summer jam and it was like my junior year of high school and it was this big hip-hop festival with Headliner was Wiz Khalifa, Whoa. there was Big Sean, Tyga, B.O.B., um, Kendrick Lamar before he was like, wow. even, it was like right before he got big. And mm-hmm. I, I can still remember like watching in the crowd and there was like, no one's even getting hyped for him. He just seemed like an opener. Everyone's just like chilling. There's this guy standing next to me who's like, that's going to be the biggest name in hip hop here in the next year. And I'm kind of like, all right, dude, whatever. Kendrick Lamar, what? A couple months later, he drops Good Kid and Bad City and just blows up. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh my goodness. Dude, he went straight. I mean, literally won a Nobel Prize. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. Just so crazy. And then um, another one was uh, my first like camping multiple day was like the Sasquatch Festival again at the Gorge Amphitheater. I I love the Gorge. That's a place that I've uh, been many times. For those who have never been to the Gorge, can you explain it a little bit? So the Gorge Amphitheater is in George Washington, and it's a big natural outdoor theater right on the river there, and. Uh, it's a beautiful is it, is it the columbia river i think it is yes yes yeah um i went there once for uh actually a foo fighters concert nice um yeah the gorge is awesome uh yeah and then um cool thing about the gorge too i got to work the last year of the sasquatch festival in 2017 and they are done with that though 
and that was uh my considered my roadie boot camp so i was out there for like 17 days setting up a side stage that's actually really badass though yeah it was cool i mean a lot of work and got to see i mean had backstage pass so i felt kind of like a celebrity and got to see like all the ins and outs of what a festival is you know so when you're when you're working backstage like that and you're helping run things do you ever get a chance to just kind of be like sit back and kind of enjoy it and look at it or is it constantly just like moving um yeah i mean we do have some sit back period um i mean right away i mean you're doing set changes the whole time so like during the set um thing with festivals though i mean a lot of the equipment is like rented they're not like touring the bands aren't touring with their actual equipment they're usually like renting it from a backline company i mean Mm. some will have like like specific stuff that they bring on the road but um yeah, so once like their set's done, you're switching over that set, and then I mean you have like 45 minutes to just kind of chill and watch the set too. So that's chill. Yeah, I mean the best seat is standing on the side of the stage too. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I've never had um, um, the opportunity to really like work at concert other than set up. Um, but um, one of my things that I would love to do is photograph a concert. I think that'd be so cool to just like be underneath and to see everything happening. Oh yeah. And I I feel like it's one of those things, you know, kind of similar to, um, running, um, sporting events and whatnot Mm. is once you get behind the scenes and you see everything that's happening to make it work and make it come together, it kind of brightens the experience because you're like, Oh my God, like this is so much work that goes into this and everything is so like, tight-knit and timed and everything and it all comes together and then just like kind of makes the experience for the audience so much more real i know it's kind of definitely made my when i'm a patron at a show now and not working like i'm always watching the people on stage and seeing that (laughs) stuff and i'm just like if you guys knew how much how much work actually goes into these shows like i mean it's an early like if you're a stage hand you're the first one there and the last one to leave it's long day's work so well there's that isn't there that one song i can't remember who's by who wrote the song for the stage hands oh yeah um uh, oh man i'm having a brain fart um it'll come back to me um something brown something yeah. yeah 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 who or um what do you think is one of your hardest days working a show oh or hardest experiences hardest experiences um i was i got injured on the job i about lost the tips of my fingers loading a truck Um, that's that is so horrifying yeah it was a two-day show of luke bryan and little big town at the adam center in missoula i remember that show yeah Yeah, i met uh um, I was working security actually in the compound where they parked their trucks oh, and yeah. the buses and I met little big town and they were just very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So we were loading in these huge lighting racks and it was like my, like, I want to say like 17th hour on the job and I'm just like delirious. It was the last truck too. Mm-hmm. And we were putting these in these big lighting trucks. So we have like the loading ramp and we get it up there and there's too many cooks in the kitchen in the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. And I had my hand on the side of like the wall of the semi and the guys over here on the left side couldn't see and they like pushed it over and my hand was still there <laughs> and just smashed. And I just remember pulling it out and just seeing the tips of my fingers just ripped off and having to... Oh my God. Bunch of blood all over <laughs> Luke Barnes' truck, so... 
That's the thing about loading trucks. Like, if you're not paying attention or you're, you know, worked for 16 hours or whatever, oh, yeah. it's all those, like, little things that can just ruin it all. Definitely. But, um, I mean, just long days, uh, especially when I started stagehanding here in Texas, the heat, um, especially, is like, it doesn't cool down at night, too. So, like, you're working yeah. at, like, one in the morning just sweating, too. So <laughs> Yeah, how was the experience for you going from setting up for, like, the University of Montana at the Adams Center to 360 here in Austin? You know, um, the big thing and, like, the nice thing was of working in a big venue like that. Like, in Montana, like, there's only so much, like they only have like one loading ramp and like, mm-hmm. or like sometimes you'll have to make a ply ro- uh, plywood roads. Which are like the absolute worst. Absolute worst. And I mean, just like pushing like carts and stuff on like rocks and stuff like that. And then coming to a facility where they have seven truckload spots right. where you can just pull everything off and just like makes the day a little bit easier mm-hmm. too. And uh, I don't know. It was just crazy experience definitely working in like a more facility like bigger facility what got you to work in there anyways um just searched on craigslist of just stagehand opportunities i saw they were hiring and just kind of gave them my resume and they were just like yeah dude you're good so come on in (laughs) and uh hopped on and started working shows there um one of my first experiences was the zz top 50th anniversary tour that's like (laughs) <laughs> in, in in Texas too, badass. so it was ZZ Top, uh, Bad Company, Isn't Cheap ZZ Trick. Top, are they all from Texas? Oh yeah, big te- Ooh, big Texas guys. Home. So yeah, so um, and it was funny because I was working uh, stagehand too, and we were getting ready for ZZ Top to come on, and I'm standing on the side of the stage, and the stage manager comes up to me, and he hands me a broom. Me and this other guy, two brooms. And he's like, just go out on stage, man, and just sweep around and distract the stage or uh, distract the crowd. And you're going to hear drums and ZZ Top will be coming out stage left. And I'm like, what? (laughs) He's like, yeah, yeah. Just go right out there and start sweeping around, like distract the stage. So I'm on center stage, sweeping around, (laughs) looking at a packed out amphitheater like, oh, my God, I'm a Montana boy who's just moved out here and i'm right on stage and then and i just see billy coming out with his guitar big beers and i'm just like oh my god i'm in heaven that is incredible oh yeah i've had some crazy experiences like that wow that's awesome did you just like run off stage after that yeah i just slowly like walked off stage and just was like oh my god what did i just experience that's such an ingenious way to get the crowd focused too because it is so just like weird like yeah what's his dude doing over here (laughs) sweeping on stage sweeping but uh yeah it was a crazy experience that's awesome wow i you hadn't told me that one before that's like really cool actually oh yeah man so you mentioned that you found that listing on craigslist Mm. and i imagine jobs listing on craigslist have as I have discovered, you can find some pretty interesting characters. Oh, man. What kind of people have you worked with Ooh. in this industry? Worked with all different types, man. Um, you know, you got your good eggs and your bad eggs. You got people that are uh, there that are, I wouldn't say, I mean, a little rougher on the, I mean, a stagehand, like, if you know stagehand people, they're known to be a little rougher on the edges. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a hard work and labor job, but, um, I've met some really cool people too. Um, Definitely like 
a different crowd of people than I was working with in Montana, but like some, yeah, some interesting folk. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you mean? Like, uh, I mean, one of my favorite things, and you you brought that too, and that was one thing with tailgate guys. Um, um, I had hired Bo. It was like in October, mm-hmm. um, and I had started er- the first week of September, and so it was just me, and then like my hourly crew members, and then Bo had posted. Um, a picture on Instagram being like, hey, you know, survive my first summer in Austin, Texas. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. And so I shot him a message on Instagram. I was just like, hey, like, I don't know what you're doing for work. What? Like, you know, I have a possible job for you because at the time I was looking for um, a coordinator to hire to help me out. And <laughs> you came to the job site um, and we had a football game and you came that Friday just to like take a look. And then we ended up literally hiring you hourly that day. Oh yeah. And then hopped right you in. just, yeah, you hopped right in, but you brought all these like mannerisms and things that you had gained from working stage. And one of the ones that I remember because it was always when it was like late at night and we were tired and you know, something's going on and you would always just yell, now we're cooking methamphetamine. Oh, yeah. I learned that from a good buddy back home, Taunus. Uh, great dude. Uh, you hear some crazy stuff. Like, um, I don't know. One of my favorite one is like, I got a Russian friend and a Czech one, too. I use that all the time <laughs> yeah. now. It's, it's a great one. so dumb, but it's so good. Oh, yeah. But, man, we, for those of you who don't know, Austin, Texas is the live music capital of the world yeah a little um, shut down but it's starting to roll back it sounds down. like yeah with the governor's orders recently things are going to start opening up and as of now acl is primed and ready to go for 2021 yeah acl kind of brought me to austin that was i came and visited for acl and just kind of fell in love that the festival is great do you remember who you saw your first time at acl metallica oh my god yeah paul mccartney <laughs> Travis Scott, um, man, who else is there? And um, an- another thing about ACL is it brings a very wide variety of artists, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone, I mean, yeah, you can go and you'll listen to Paul McCartney one day, and next day you're going to be listening to Travis Scott. Like, there's so many different venues and so many different stages set up across town. It's it's a crazy event. Oh, it's so much fun. Um, what has it been like for you during, I know you've been going through some withdrawals during the pandemic. I've been hurting. Like my last live show was like last February, like technically like a big show. A long time ago, man. I saw Rex Orange County. I know you, uh, recently (laughs) went to, you recently went to a live, uh, recording of a podcast. I think it was. I did. Um, one of my favorites, uh, Kill Tony is now here live in Austin at Antones. So, uh, do they only do their show live? Yeah, it started at the comedy store in LA way back by this guy, Tony Hinchcliffe and uh, Red Band. And uh, they give the opportunity for um, upcoming uh, comics to get a minute set uninterrupted. And then afterwards, that's just get really cool, actually ripped apart by these comics. And <laughs> really? just like, oh, my God, it's so much fun. Is that the one that Joe Rogan walked out on? Yeah, that was like a crazy surprise. And I wasn't even planning on going to... Um, the show that night i got invited by a friend of mine's uh cousin and they said hey we got an extra seat it's like minimum capacity and we're sitting there and they were getting ready kind of 
kind of saying that there's going to be a surprise guest and then they're like yeah he's a new resident of austin i'm like oh my god don't tell me (laughs) joe rogan's gonna walk out on this stage right now and he did and i was like oh my god what is going on like there's joe i remember you sent me i think you sent me a text and you were like like i'm in the presence of god and i was like what are you talking about i said yeah i'm immortal now i've been in the room (laughs) with joe rogan Sent me a picture of Joe Rogan. This is big old bald head, and I'm like, "That's Joe Rogan." Yup. Oh yeah. God dang. Are you planning on going to ACL this year? Um, if I get that vaccine. Um, actually, I got mine today. <laughs> nice. Um, which I'll send you um uh, a thing you can fill out, and we'll get you squared away. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I would love to, man. Um, it's gonna be weird being back into it, especially after this year. You know, I know. I wonder if it's gonna be a thing where it's like no one's gonna care it's at a show, or if things are if people are gonna act different. I think people are just so built up, ready to get raging oh, yeah. again. You know, it's. I think once like Sixth Street, which is Austin's like main street with bars and whatnot. I think once that opens, that's got some like uh, really small music venues on mm-hmm. there. I think it's going to go absolutely wild. It's going to go bananas. Like it's going to be just insane. All these because Austin's a you know one of the biggest college towns in the country, live music capital of the world. Baby. Yeah, like it's the town's going to blow up. Like mm-hmm. it's just going to be absolutely insane. Oh yeah. Are there any artists that you haven't seen that you just desperately want to see? Oh man. I would love to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're one that's on my list. That would be cool. Um, Who else? The Growlers is another band that I really like. I haven't seen yet. They're kind of indie, funky. Um, you ever seen Shine Down? I haven't seen Shine Down. Oh, right. We're gonna, have, but I, I, we're I am planning on up. seeing a Shine Down show with you, brother. <laughs> we'll have to arrange that. <laughs> God, so. I know obviously you're shucking some oysters right now. Mm-hmm. Is, is the music industry something that you want to get back into working? Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. I, I mean, stage handing is like, so like you can only make so much doing that. Yeah. Um, I have quite the experience now. So like definitely would like to get my foot in the door in some other avenues. Um, I definitely keep my options open. I mean, definitely going to be going to more shows too mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think what do you think i know you talked about wanting to be like a tour manager tour manager like something on like the road doing something like that which should be i feel like that's kind of a wild lifestyle it's a lot of living out of a suitcase and going city to city and kind of being a babysitter for the band but uh have I, you ever seen the movie uh almost famous love it so good Such right? a great movie if, if you haven't watched that movie watch it it's 100%. about uh this young kid who um he like profiles this band for rolling stone magazine i think it is and he goes on tour with this band and it's i feel like it's such a like quintessential like depiction of like tour life and just like oh, yeah. the grittiness that is in like the rock band lifestyle yeah i mean it's it's quite the life so i mean those guys work their asses off that have to go through everything i mean i couldn't even imagine being on the road for that long but uh i think i could do that battle i had the opportunity hey once you fit into that position man like you just kind of make it work and hopefully you just enjoy it i guess (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i mean i'm always enjoying live shows so if i got to do it every day i don't think i'd be complaining not a bad way to live. Bo Willis, 
Thank you for joining me. For hey, man, episode, man. Thank you for having me on the first one. I'm yeah, it was, um, it was a fun conversation. I got to hear some things I hadn't quite heard yet. So that was actually uh, cool to learn a little bit more about you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, do you have any artists that you want to plug for the end of this episode? Anything that uh, you've been listening to lately that the listeners should take a take a listen to? Oh, man. I Recently, I haven't been going into anything new. I've just been kind of diving into some of my old stuff, like some like pop punk area and Ooh. like just kind of going back into the oldies there you go folks check it out take a trip back in time and listen to some old stuff maybe listen to some james taylor while you're at it fucking always dude <laughs> baby james all right folks uh thanks for listening for the first episode of in all in all sincerity uh part of the podcast without borders network check it out uh we'll be on social medias and everything uh, you can listen Wherever you find your podcasts, um, once we get that all set up, you will be uh, good to go. Check it out on our website, podcastwithoutborders.com. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can email us at pwbnetwork at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, Podcast Without Borders, and Instagram, Podcast Without Borders, where I still don't post anything I really need to. I'm very <laughs> Get on bad. that, Dalen. I'm very bad at my social media for this thing. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you all in the next episode. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to In All Sincerity. If you want to find out more about our show and other shows on the Podcast Without Borders network, make sure you check out our website at podcastwithoutborders.com. If you want to contact us, send us an email at pwbnetwork at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram so you can see all of our updates on our shows and what's going on at the network. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all in the next episode.